This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Man. We got to tackle the issue that's obviously everyone's coming to grips with in the sports world. Is it too much to have a pop tart jump into a make believe toaster and then have the victorious team in the bowl game, in this case, Kansas State, you know, then destroy the pop tart and everyone's throwing it around? I love this. Guys, what am I missing? I've seen so much snarky stuff on Twitter today about this. Really? Some goes, it's too much, it's over the top. It's fun. It's the bowl season. It's, it's a meaningless bowl game. Right. And they, they pay. You know, I get it. You know, d- dousing coaches with mayonnaise. It's gross. But West Virginia is a big win for those guys over Carolina. But, but, but I love. I don't know why people get so. And I think. I think this is hysterical. I loved it. Again, the reason that the kids like to go to the bowl game. The, the, the reason the coaches like it is because obviously they get to practice on it. Right. But the reason the kids get to the, like to go to these bowl games is they're not run by the NCAA. Correct. So that you can get. Like in the Belk Bowl, okay? You get your goodie bag. They would they would get their you know they would get their Belk gift cards and their Xboxes. Like like my my buddies my uh, a guy I used to work for his kid played for Central Florida and look when they went to a bowl game you get all kinds of goodies and favors and all this kind of stuff. They want to do that. That's what they like about it. Like, they right. like going and getting these gifts and stuff. I just, to me, we're, we're in a world now where, you know, the old days, impermissible benefits. It seems like so ridiculous. It's an antique. It's a relic. You know, in the NCAA, look, the world of college football, it's beyond a crossroads. I know it's everything that was in an institution, some good, some bad. I always felt the players should have been paid. It was a simple formula. All you had to do was give them a piece of the TV action. Guys that have more than walk around money, let them do some endorsements. NCAA, that, that stuffed shirt, Mark Emmert and his stooges. They kept their head in the sand, and so now we're. It, it's a free for all. I know people use the phrase "wild, wild west." The thing that really sucks, though, is you know we just had National Signing Day two weeks ago, right? Who, who knows where these kids are going to be in a year, right? Oh, after, yeah. after all the hype well, and the, you know the, the which hats are you going to put on, and you could be gone in a year. That's why I don't get hung up on recruiting rankings. I mean, I know Georgia is. Look, I know what Georgia has done. They're the best program with the best coach and and the best team in America right now. 
they're going to get their share of kids that will be here and stay. But again, you're not going to keep everybody. You know, Urban Meyer had a theory when he was at Ohio State. Let me recruit a top-flight quarterback every single year and bring him in. Okay, at one point he had Tate Martell, Joe Burrow, and Dwayne Haskins in his quarterback room. And again, it shook itself out and, and all this kind of stuff. You you just you you bring in as many good players as you can and let the chips fall where they do right now. Right. Like again, you're not gonna keep everybody happy. Everybody's not gonna stay on campus for three years, but you take the roster that you have and you build off it. Listen, Carson Beck coming back is a big deal. It's a big deal for right. Georgia. And I know in, in the case of uh, Georgia Tech, to get a guy like Haynes King in the transfer yes. portal and you make this work. The good news is if you ever if you feel that you know college football is now hurtling towards that super conference where you're gonna have the top 50 or you know, you want to, however you want to quantify it, 75, and there'll be no place for the Georgia Techs or the Vanderbilts or the Northwestern. Well, the only way you remedy that is by putting together a collective, getting everybody on the same page, and then use the NIL to go get those guys that make the difference. And that's so, so it's still within your grasp. But just it's, it's not impossible, I guess, is the point. Well, I always it. said my, the way you do – if the boosters, instead of operating behind in the shadows right. and all that, bring them out to the front and bring them in the light – and bring them. It's going to get there anyway. The money from boosters and all that is going to get there, whether you allow it or you just sneak it around. But it's going to get out there. Those guys put their money where their mouth is, and, and again, that that's how you've propped up college football for the last hundred years. The oil guys, whether it was SMU, Baylor, whatever, they would always put money in those programs. Well, again. You know, if you allow it to be behind the mm-hmm. scenes and you get payrolls now from SMU like right. you had in the early 80s, then that's, that, that is illegal by the rules. But, again, put the money out there. You know it's there anyway. Allow these guys to contribute. Whether you want to do it as a 401K, a mm-hmm. Visa card, whatever you want right. to do. I'm with you. I've never had a problem with paying these guys. I was joking about the old fart you know, arguments. You know, it's like, nah, these are student athletes. You guys, gotta, you got to take your college experience out of the equation. You work two or three jobs. and We can't dunk a with 340. And there's the, the 0.1% are going to the next level, and these are the guys who deserve compensation because they're the reason you tune in. They're generating billions of dollars for everybody, and they don't see any piece of the action. Now they're getting their piece of the action. The, the, there has been a 5% increase in the number of millionaire ads over mm. the last 10 15 everybody's making the track and field coaches are making more money every everybody is benefiting except the guys that have been on the field right. so we we're here now and i get it with nil and the transfer portal it's just it's it's tough because it's just not what you grew up with it's not what you remember i get that aspect of it look we've talked a lot this week and like i'm not trying to jam my florida stateness down your throat but they are obviously front and center with everything that's gone so weird this is the strangest month of as any florida state fan's life to go from a lot of folks feel sympathy for you and like you and i've talked about this i know you've talked about it at night all they all they had to do in this stupid committee and you've got a good point to make about the committee is all they got to do is drop you out of the top four when Jordan Travis right. goes down after the loss to Northern Alabama. And look, FSU fans would have gone bananas, and some ACC fans would have said, "But that was logical to keep them in the mix, only to pull the rug out after they've they've asked you've asked questions, they've answered it, and not with style points, but they won every game." Well, boo, whatever his name is, boo to, boo to a goose, you know. I mean, again, when he comes on TV, boo and, Radley, yeah, boo Radley. <laughs> when he comes on TV and tells you that the reason Liberty got the Group of five, big six bowl game is because, well, we looked up and all of a sudden they just kept winning and winning and winning. 
Well, what do you think Florida State did? Right. Oh, they did Boo, the exact same thing. Boo Corrigan, not the reference of To Kill a Mockingbird, but yeah, Boo uh, Boo Corrigan. Yeah, Boo to a goose. But it's just it's they they screwed the pooch there, and then so I get it. So FSU now FSU this ridiculous lawsuit. You're stuck. I said it to John. Said it to Carl earlier in the week. Our, our beloved agent Norm, that made uh, me and Carl lots of contract money over the years. Good guy, up in heaven with my dad. Used to say all the time: "There's the world you live in, and there's the world you want. And the world you want, it doesn't, it doesn't exist." Right. Florida State fans are convinced the Big Ten is just going to open arms, bring them in, and Clemson. By the way, Clemson fans got to love this. We're doing all FSU's doing all the stupid stuff and making these big bold proclamations, and the lawyers and Clemson's just sitting there like. Well, we'll just wait to see how this plays out. Well, we, you're stuck in a bad contract. I get it, but I, if you don't, but you don't have a to, to say you want to leave something. Where are you going? You might end up in the Big Twelve because the you and I were just talking off the air. The SEC, for argument's sake, let's say FSU and the lawsuit goes through. Is he going to redraw their TV contract? With the ESPN is going to throw more money to the SEC. You're telling me that's going to happen, right? And, and again, you know, when when you, the whole reason that these conferences got into these discussions early on is because. And again, I, I know Greg Sankey has talked about the idea of, well, you know, we're, we're, we're happy where we are and all that kind of stuff. Because again, their programs can get $40 million a year. Vanderbilt, Alabama, Georgia, Kentucky, they all get their $40 million checks every year. And they brought Oklahoma, right. renegotiated the TV deal. They're fine. Like they don't have to get to 24 teams right. and all this good kind of stuff. They're fine with the money that they're making. And again, I know they always want more. But what I'm telling you is, is that. They don't have to go and split it a whole bunch more ways and try to get TV networks. Because, again, there's going to come a point where the TV networks are only going to pay so much. Right. As you guys know, ESPN, Disney, there's, they, they've cut costs other than throwing back McAfee all that loot. I mean, they've, they've trimmed the fat uh, at the four-letter network. And I just don't think that – that's why the ACC screwed. There's, there's nowhere to go. And there's no reason in the world that a, a Clemson or an FSU should be getting less money in TV revenue than a UCF by right. joining the Big 12. Right, absolutely. So, so that's where we're at. But I just – and I, I got a lot of FSU buddies here in Atlanta. We got a bunch of boosters in Florida. They're like, why are you being – I'm not anti-Florida State. I'm being a freaking real. Realist. Everybody, we're not, this isn't fair. Just sitting there and pound your, your the table like well, a the child. Well, not going back and yeah, re-voting. It's, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's you're, we're done. It's a committee that you can sue You can sue anybody you want. At, at the end of the day, it's they have a, so, a group of so-called experts. This is with their expert opinion. Granted, they screwed it up, but there's nowhere to go with it. My last point on this, for 25 years, we were always told, whether it's computers, BCSs, Harris polls, whatever, we were always told, were we not? Handle your business. Handle mm-hmm. your business. Take care of what you can control. Florida State did that. Florida yeah. State did all of that. I mean, that's that's the thing that I'm like, okay, well, that narrative is out the window now because Florida State handled their business. Well, the ultimate irony, as we all know, is next year they'd have been fine. Then you could have seen if you get keep your your backup quarterback to stay by not you know alienating him by bringing every other big name quarterback right. into Tallahassee. Right. But if you could have kept him a month of practice with that defense, it certainly was good enough to battle with anybody in the league. Then you'd be in the playoff. But unfortunately, they support teams, and nobody wants to see the backup quarterback and a team that can't score a lot of points when you've got Alabama. I, it's it is what it is. I hate that phrase, but it truly is what right. it is. Right. You know. Hey, on that note, we'll hit the NFL Blitz. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the NFL. With news and notes from around the league, this is NFL Blitz on Dukes and Bell. Hey, man, maybe we should have just picked up Joe Flacco this summer. You know what I mean? Because, look, I don't know where it ends. I said this on Twitter. It's a hell of a story. He's a rootable guy. And, and what, what a story. What an, I mean, just amazing. I mean, he was just lighting it up last night. In the first half, he was on right. pace for a 300 yards. Well, it doesn't hurt when you have the best defense in the NFL 
and probably the guy who's going to win defensive player of the year in the NFL. Right. So start with that because, again, you know, they besides losing Deshaun Watson, they lost Nick Chubb as well. I mean, that they lost arguably the best running back in the NFL. But when you can lean on, let's see, what does Miles Garrett do? Oh, yeah, he just sacks the quarterback. Right. You know, again, when you have the best defense in the NFL and they've invested a lot of capital in it and you have those kinds of guys that are on, on that team – they can influence a game directly, and you don't have to be lights out. I know they scored 37 last night, but you don't have to be lights out on offense. You can lean on that kind of a defense. I think when you got four quarterbacks in game starting for you as a Browns coach, that's why we talked earlier with Brian McFadden. I'd certainly give Stefanski a vote for a coach of the oh, year. Oh, I, I think he's the okay. coach of the year. I, I really yeah. do. I mean, I think he's the NFL coach of the year. I mean, they have had an outstanding – the one for Baltimore – I mean, they would be the cream of the crop in the AFC. Browns clinched a playoff appearance, and here's what it sounded like. On the radio. Here are the Jets out of the shotgun. Simeon on fourth down. Takes the snap. Pops it over the middle. Caught by Yaboa. He's at the 15. JOK's got him. Three, two, one. That's it! The Browns are going to the playoffs. The postseason is back in Cleveland. Now, again, a lot of enthusiasm. I don't know how a guy was going to score 17 points on one play. They were right. by uh, that margin. That, that was, uh, was that not Jim Donovan, who's back in the booth now as the Browns radio analyst? So, okay. uh, longtime sportscaster up there. He's been on TV. Gotcha. He was on TV when I was living oh, wow. in Ohio. So, okay. again, he's be been excited. the he's been the voice of the Browns for decades now. So John, um, they deserve it. You know, losing their team to Baltimore. And, again, big matchup with Baltimore coming up. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. And Flacco, of course, won a Super Bowl with Baltimore. You know about that. Well, that's the best division in football. Truly uh, is. I mean, that, it, I mean they – Cincinnati, look, Cincinnati, even without, you know, uh, losing uh, Burrow. Joe Burrow, having a guy like Browning, like, they have been really good as well. Not Maybe not the last week or two, but, again, that has been the best division in football. Here's one more Cleveland Browns cut. Uh, David Njoku has got some messages for the folks in the NFL. What do you say about this team? Not just you guys, but for the Resilient. entire coaching team. Resilient as f- Excuse my language. But, yeah, you know, it, it just gets me so piped up because, like, there's so much, so many things that happened. You know, obviously it was my face. I got burned. You know, I, I'm still healing. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many things that happened uh, internally and externally, like I said. You know, so we really got to enjoy this, but just understand that there's more to prove. Hey, man, San Francisco's traveled to take on the Commanders this week. That should be pretty easy, one would imagine. But they got whooped by the Ravens. Here's uh, Mike Shanahan. Kyle, I should say. Can't quit you. His dad was my good coach, too. But here's Kyle talking about, you know, is this actually good for Purdy to get tuned up by the Ravens? It's tough to play a lot of football after you have four picks and stuff, especially when you're down versus that type of defense. And I think that was the best experience for him, how to feel that, to know what's happened, to know why it's happened, and still have to go out there and sling it around and play. And I think that's the best experience you can get from that game. I still think they're the best team in the NFL. I mean, and I know the Ravens are right there nipping on their heels. I still think that they are the best team in the NFL. Right. And, again, when when you have – and what you saw from that game with the Ravens and San Francisco is that they have – they both have such great line of scrimmage play mm-hmm. when you are that good. And that's why, that's why the 49ers have been to five of the last ten conference championship games with three quarterbacks and two different head coaches because they're the best line of scrimmage organization in the NFL – when you are have those kinds of franchises that are that good, that's why the Browns are so. But good. But the Ravens are so good. The Ravens, yeah, Ozzie, I mean, you know, Ozzie, but, but they, the, they built the, that. Thing. But the Browns have some, a yeah. great offensive line and a dominant defensive line. When you have those things in place, you it doesn't matter if you have Joe no, Flacco and things to, like we that. We had to do it through free agency because you know 
we've had, I don't think this general manager gets it either, but we've had another general manager who's not, no longer here who never got what you're talking right. about. We've never got the trenches right, save for maybe five seasons in the last 25 of the right. Falcons. Like it's, it's blips on the radar. Right. right. Hey, one last soundbite for you with our NFL Blitz. Uh, Jamar Chase, man, he goes ham. Now, he's done this before. He doesn't uh, bite his tongue when he's talking about his opponents. Most guys will say, yeah, they're real uh, uh, tough defense, make a lot of plays, they got some real uh, good playmakers. Here is Chase talking about the Chiefs secondary. I know what I see on paper. I know what I see in-game. That's why they double everybody because they can't do it one-on-one. The best player on their team is Snead. That's a fact. Everybody knows that. That's why they double-double everything they see. Um, they know I'm good. They know how to play us. That's what it is, but it's not like they got a superstar on their defense. He also read some other stuff. Uh, say they were trash. Well, uh, look, uh, Jamar Chase is an elite wide receiver. Still one of the best in the in league. And, the you know, the chefs have been – very mediocre. Like they, they have gotten beat up a few times, and you know, again, people are. I, I, I know, I know they're comparing now Taylor Swift to Yoko Ono, which we we ran it about the other <laughs> night. I mean, it's ridiculous, right? I right. mean, so, but again, Kelsey's not had a great year, but he's thirty four and banged up. Mahomes has not had a great year. I mean, well, like we all know, it's well documented the lack of playmakers, but they did go to the Super Bowl without Tariq. I always say, you know, everyone thinks Eric Bieniemy. Oh, it's no big deal. Well. Eric Bannemi's not there, and they can't make it work with these dudes. Kadarius Tony, I'll never forgive him for the money I lost on the opening game of the season against Detroit. Bum. Hey, man, NFL Blitz right there brought to you by ATL. I should say brought to you by Priority Men's Medical Center. John Chuckery's in for Carl. we got more to get into. Michael Rossi's going to join us next. You speak to him all the time at night from mm-hmm. ESPN.com. We're going to win out, and uh, are we going to see our next quarterback when we're up in Chicago on Sunday next? You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
It is Dukes and Bell, number one sports talk radio station in town, in the southeast, man. 92.9 The Game, John Chuckery is in for Carl Dukes. Uh, Carl, I think Carl's going to be part of the broadcast on Bally Sports tonight with Trevor Scales. Doing yeah, Hawks. a very good gig that he's going to be part of that moving forward here. So stay tuned for that because, you know, as we I joked around with Steak yesterday, he's like, Carl's always very cryptic about what, what you do on vacation. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> I said the, yesterday, the, I think he's afraid it's going to be like the Lakers or the Dodgers. Someone's going to burglarize his house. Well, the, only, down at State the only time that he really opened up on vacation was when he did that Star Wars thing at yes, Disney World. Correct. And that was actually pretty cool. They don't even have that anymore. That thing, it, really? I, I believe that thing went away. Yeah, they closed. It was supposed to it, close. It was only I open think, for like six months. Yeah, it was, it was expensive. expensive. Yeah, I think this past September. Well, what was is it expensive at Disney? I know you have to it, give blood. I mean, that's you know. But the you lines can, were so big, people were like literally peeing behind Boba Fett. I mean, it was there was a lot of issues. But there. again, they, they literally have a payment plan. Hey, we're cutting into Michael Rossi's very valuable time, and I don't even you know it was like or care less about Star Wars from ESPN.com. You read them. We're all part of the Disney family here. Hold on one second. Yeah, he's part of ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> Who is your favorite Star Wars character, Michael Rothstein? Okay, so this actually came up. So I was, I was hosting on Sportsman like uh, on ESPN Radio all week uh, from six to ten a.m. and we actually had a Star Wars conversation of some sort today. And yeah, I mean, listen, it's obviously Chewbacca. Okay, <laughs> I'm with you because he's he's furry. And he's like, Nargh! I mean, like, come on, like that. What beats that? Right. I, Anyone I was, who's, whose entire language is just conservative, nah, like works for me. We used to do a segment that was a Chewbacca's football picks. So it'd be like, no, I did not know the Falcons are three and five on the road on uh, artificial surface. Hey, uh, Michael Rossi with us. All right, Michael, I'm of the opinion that Arthur Blank is going to stay the course. Whatever happens these next two games, do you feel, uh, do you concur that Arthur Smith is back now? I am Groot. I mean, should I just answer all like that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, listen, I will take Arthur Blank at his word for the moment where he says they're going to evaluate everything at the end of the season. That said, you know, I think we were talking about this last week or two weeks ago. I forget when, when we talked about this on your program. But when you look at Arthur Smith and making a decision about him, you have to look at the totality of the three years, right? Like, I know people look at this year, disappointment, inconsistent, a lot of that relative to the fact that they had a shot to win the division. That's the way do. Not a great shot, but they do have a shot, and they also still have a shot to get in the playoffs. But basically, if you look at the three years, he overachieved. I would argue last year, majorly overachieved the scenarios that they were in and their quarterback situation and their dead cap. So if you if Arthur Blank looks at it in totality, I would imagine he'd see a lot more good than bad. And kind of because, yes, as they talked about a three-year plan, three-year plan back in August, right? But two of those years were basically, hey, you're going to have to tear this whole thing down. Right. So this is really the first year where – Based on like their own roster, kind of their own thought process, you can really judge them. And yeah, did they mess up the quarterback thing? Yeah, I, I think that that's a very fair assessment at this point. But I would not shock me if they fixed that or attempted to fix it this offseason because the rest of this roster is pretty good. Michael, uh, the Falcons have a chance to do something they haven't done since 2018, I believe, and that's have in a season. What has been the bigger influence? The increased now on the defense or Ryan Nielsen in the scheme that he's implemented as far as sacking the quarterback? 
uh, and that's not where it's a little of A, a little bit of B. I'm going to throw a C variant in there, too, which the way Ryan Nielsen coaches the young players they've brought in, specifically Zach Harrison and, the, you know, Taquan Graham's still a pretty young guy. They, he has been able to unlock some stuff. It's funny, I talked to Zach Harrison earlier this week, and we were talking about that, and he said he's learned so much from Grady Jarrett and Calais Campbell and David Omignotta and Bud Dupree. You know, all of those guys except for Grady brought in this year. But also, if you watch before games, I know most fans aren't able to get in there exactly when I am because I get in earlier, but every game day, Ryan Nielsen takes the young guys and he puts them through a small little kind of coaching session, almost like an individual period. I actually asked him about it this week, two or so hours before the game, and it's just working on little things here and there. I can't remember seeing a coach who did that, specifically a line coach. They'll use the goalpost and they'll just hit up on the goalpost, almost like hitting up on, you know, on the blocking sleds. So it was a, it's a really interesting little nugget and nuance that shows you how Ryan Nielsen operates as a coach. And I think while his scheme and his play call, his defense play calling and some of the decisions he's made defensively have been great, and the personnel is obviously better than the last two years, how Ryan Nielsen coaches is a big, big part of that. Good insight from Michael Rostein, guys from ESPN.com. He's up there at Falcons every single day. We take on the Bears, and I know that they'll have some options in this offseason. If you want to go with a guy with some uh, some experience when they pick their next quarterback, I mean, it's, it's I think a lot of Falcon fans just assume the Bears are going to move on. I don't know if the Bears necessarily are going to move on from Fields. How do you think that plays out? I, honestly, I don't know. I, I, the, my co-host all week is Courtney Cronin, who covers the Bears for us so well at ESPN. And we were talking about – a bit on air and I don't know if there's a definitive answer to that question yet but Justin you know Justin Fields is a tough tough question for me because some of the athletic stuff is awesome right like I mean we're talking Josh Allen Lamar Jackson like that level of of stuff right but I don't think the accuracy is quite as good some of the decision making isn't great and the way Chicago uses him, oftentimes, a little bit less so this year, but definitely last year, was almost as a runner. So you wonder how much that's already taken off his career potentially because we've seen that in the past. Josh Allen's not as much of a runner anymore. Cam Newton, we saw that did to him toward the end of his career. You know, Lamar Jackson is really good at not taking big hits. So it's an interesting question, but I don't know what they do. I would imagine if they have the number one overall pick and they truly believe either Caleb Williams or Drake May – He's a generational talent. That's a tough thing to pass up. But on the flip of that, if you think Justin Fields can be your guy and you feel good about what you have there, you're going to be able to trade that pick and maybe be able to get young players, Mm -hmm. kind of what they did when they got D.J. Moore last year. And not only that, you'll be able to get more capital in the draft, maybe this year's draft, next year's draft, to build around Justin Fields and build around a young defense as well. That could be also very enticing to Ryan Poles, to Matt Eberflus, if Matt Eberflus is still there, because this Bears seems pretty hot. It's a similar situation in a lot of ways to what's going on in Atlanta, right? Like, like both these coaches, they're playing, their teams are playing all right, and you kind of see what happens. But, you, you know, Mike, I, I, and I was talking to, to Mike Bell here earlier about this, if, if you're going to do what's best long-term for the organization, it's drafting a first-round quarterback even if that guy doesn't work out, because most of those guys don't work out. But you have right. to get young and good and talented at that position. And I, the thing will be, if they're making a move for a Justin Fields, I'm not saying that he's not a young quarterback, but 
it it does reek of a little bit of okay, we're doing what's best for us, you know, to win the next year more than even what's best for the long term stead of the organization. Because again, I think you have to draft your quarterback. I mean, I, I know there's different ways you can do it, but drafting your quarterback in the first round, you know, a talented guy, and I'm not taking I'm not talking about taking reaches, which most teams do, right. but you draft a guy in the first round that has the talent and you build him and you groom him to fit what you want to do. Yeah. Well, all right, Chugger, we're, Chugger, are we talking about the Falcons here or the Bears? No, I'm <laughs> talking about the Falcons. Yeah. Okay. Because, right, I, because, yeah no, because, no, we're just talking about the Bears situation. The Falcons situation, yeah, I, I feel, I want to say I know for sure, but based off of what we've seen, they're going to be. One would can easily surmise they will be in the quarterback market. But I'm not talking about third-round guys, though. I'm, I'm talking well, no, about – I understand that. But, yeah, well, I mean, listen, some of that's going to depend on, on where they pick. Some of that's going to depend on if there's somebody they think in the first round or maybe even second round, like, mm-hmm. falls to them or if they feel like, okay, there's someone you can trade up for. Is there a veteran that comes on the market that makes a lot of sense? Like, there's one, there's one guy, and it's not the guy that, that everybody will link to – that to me would be a perfect fit in Arthur Smith's offense, but I don't know if he's going to be like out of Minnesota more or less right. because Minnesota might do everything they can to keep him. But And, you know, obviously Kirk's coming off of an Achilles injury as well. Uh, so you sit there and you say, okay, well, what are some of those veteran options? And then if you're in the, if you go in the draft, well, okay, where are you picking? Who might be available? Who do you like? Who do you not like? You know, and – the people that are like, oh, they should absolutely trade for Justin Fields. Because like, I know that that right. is some of this conversation, right? Well, consider this. They, they, they could do all of the due diligence they wanted to on Justin Fields coming out, right? They had, he was there at four in the right. past time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That should tell you a lot about how they felt about him coming out of the draft. And I don't think anything, this is, you know, just me. But did they also feel, but did, maybe, I'm sorry, Mike, did they also feel that yeah. uh, Matt Ryan was going to be here for at least two years until they screwed the pooch on the Deshaun Watson deal? Well, yeah, you, yes, that, that is a completely fair assessment. However, you know what? If you had drafted Justin Fields and said, okay, you're going to learn from Matt Ryan under two, for exactly. two years. Exactly. Right. And that, but, but again, like, we well, you see short, long term. And Arthur Smith's shown that he's not opposed to doing that because they had Desmond Ritter learn under Marcus Mariota for a good portion of the year. And we've seen them do it with Richie Grant. As a rookie, he barely played. You know, ideally that was kind of a plan with Jalen Mayfield, but injuries forced their hand there. And you sit there and you say, well, they also chose not to go that route with Justin Fields then. So that, that to me just tells me a little bit maybe how they feel about Justin Fields, uh, the, this current group. And you're going to have to potentially trade a decent amount to get him. And is that worth it if you're not completely in love with the guy? Right, you know, because what? Let's be honest. What's he done? And this is not trying to knock on Justin Fields. He's a phenomenal athlete. I think he's an all right quarterback. But what has he done in the last, you know, in the, in his NFL career so far that tells you anything more than what you knew about him coming out of college? And it's a twenty-two million dollar fifth-year option that will be guaranteed too. Exactly, and that's on top of the option that you may or may not, and I would imagine that they would, but, you know, we don't know that for sure, that they'll have to pick up on Kyle Pitt. Right. Then, of course, which, gotta, is not gonna right. be, which is not going to be cheap. That's going to be either, I think, 10. That's going to be – should be 10. I don't expect them to make the Pro Bowl this year. So it should be 10 if he's classified as a tight end. I wrote about this a couple weeks ago. If for some reason they push 
you know, he pushes for a wide receiver classification, that would jump up to 19. Correct. So that's a lot of money to tie in the two fifth-year options, you know. But, again, they have the cash base to do it in theory. Yeah. And then one last nugget we got to Jet. Do you trust Arthur, let's be honest, Smith, to work with another young quarterback? Because the only guy he fixed was a veteran in Ryan Tannehill. So I don't know if I, I, I would trust him if I drafted a quarterback or I went to your point about Fields, who's had his own issues. Well, okay, that, that's, that's a fair question, but I, I would counter. Again, some of this is devil's advocate, but I, I would counter and say, what young quarterbacks does he work with in Atlanta? We work with one, Desert Ritter. And, I, I mean, yes, this, I'm going to sound like Tom Gores with the Pistons, who if you heard this, like, Gores is like, everything's great except for winning. Like, <laughs> Like, I still can't believe that, that the owner of the Pistons said that. They lost 28 straight games. But with Desmond Ritter, a lot of, you did see improvement there in a lot of ways except for the fact that he just couldn't hold on to the football. Like, that was the biggest issue with Desmond Ritter. He was completing the ball at a reasonable clip. His reads were starting to get better. You know, the, the Carolina pass aside that really kind of sealed yeah. it. But, yeah. but, no, but, no, but, I mean, listen, he's still a young quarterback, right? Like, but it was the fumbles that did him in because he just couldn't hold on to the ball. And that's not something that can – I mean, I, I don't even know how you can theoretically coach that. Like, that's not an Arthur Smith yeah. thing, you know? Right. Well, so, again, it's, it's ultimately yeah. like, other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how did you enjoy the play? Oh, I mean, that's, I'm right. You know, that's... And, 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 no, and completely, and that was my point with the Gores thing. Right. I'm just saying there are things that you can see – and how they work with Ritter that that can that can tell you that they can develop a guy. But yeah, I would imagine. Listen, if you're going to bring in a young quarterback and a rookie, like you got to have somebody on staff who's really feel good about with that. And you know, they, don't forget, like just because they bring Arthur Smith back doesn't mean that they're not going to maybe make changes elsewhere. Look at what they did last year defensively. Sure, Dean P's retired, but they brought in a whole new defensive staff, really, other than Frank Bush, and uh, they they promoted Lanier. Right. Like that's, I mean. You know, and they promoted Steve Jackson, but he had done it before in, in Cincinnati. So Mike, I'm just saying, I, I that's where I, I kind of land on that. Michael, appreciate the time, brother. We are we blew right through the commercial break, and now oh, we've, my bad, guys. That's no, all right, it's, Mike. It's, it's, thanks, it's, buddy. I'm it's sorry. Chuck Take care. Have a good new year. No, we love you, man. Thanks for the time, brother. We'll talk to you Happy next week. Happy new year week. to Mike. Michael Rossi. I just want to cut it. Day Day has got handcrafted questions. He's yes. ready to ask you. And yeah, man, no, man, but no. Always great insight from read Michael uh, Ross again at ESPN.com. It's where it's at. And I would just you know, counter by saying I don't trust Arthur with any quarterback right now because they screwed up the Ritter thing seven ways to Sunday going all the way back to summer camp. We'll get into it. we got lots to talk about. And now because I keep talking, we're cutting into more breaks. We'll come back and build up. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.
Jason Bell. Lord, have mercy. mercy. Presented by Finley Roofing on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hey, man, Dukes and Bell with John Chuckery filling in for Carl today. This hour of the program brought to you by the Georgia Hemp Company. Just saw Clemson do a cover behind victory in the Gator Bowl over Kentucky. Nice they, job. They just find a way to win, don't yeah, they? Ran it right at Kentucky down the stretch. Uh, a lot of uh, you know, a lot of Clemson fans can at least go into next season with some positive vibes after what was certainly a lackluster season for Dabo and company. We'll talk more about the uh, college landscape at 4 o'clock. Right now, though, as uh, we talk way too long with Michael Ross and we cut into this man's valuable time, he's filling in for Oren, who's filling in for Chris, and that brings you yeah man no man with day day it's time for yeah man no man he's the former mvp of his high school football team not really from new jersey the cab's here and gives rapid fire questions here's the executive producer of the dukes and bell show chris thomas no it's day day what you got hey guys final friday yeah man yes, of sir. the year uh we get back next uh next week new year mm-hmm. um there's been a whole lot of hoopla about, you know, no peach drop and right. our celebrations, big ones worth it, this, that, and the third. So I just wanted to get you all's take as you will be bringing in the, the New Year some kind of way, I'm sure. Um, are New Year's Eve large celebrations overrated? I think if you grew up like as I did in the metropolitan area, John, it was like you had to do it at least once, go to Times Square. And once you've done it, you'd never, ever go back. Because, right. you know, you're sandwiched in there, and ever since 9-11, they've got you in squares. And you, once you're there, you're stuck. You can't leave for, like, four hours as Dick Clark, or now it's Ryan Seacrest, you know, you're waiting for the ball to drop. But, I mean, the peach drop was a lot of fun back in the day. I did that once when I, when I first got here. It's, it's kind of fun to come together with your city, but the, the cost involved for law enforcement and everything else and the fact that, you know, just people, I don't know, they're just doing their own thing. It just It's a, it's a shame, but they're I, not going to do it. I think when you're young, it's fun right. to go out and celebrate on New Year's Eve. But as you get older, right. that really just kind of is like, ugh, it becomes amateur night is, is what New Year's and Eve is. And that's what New Year's Eve is. Yes. Right. Yeah. I, for me, I don't know why. I never enjoyed the large crowds, to be honest with you. Um, I've done it, but it's just like all that. Well, I don't like people. So we know that. Yeah, I I do remember my buddy Tom Geske throwing up all over one of the windows of the Hard Rock Cafe uh, on 57. So yeah, I mean, as you said, it is amateur hour. uh, But hey, you know, folks letting their hair down. I'm. We're doing like a gig this weekend. The band's playing nice. uh, down at one of the golf courses. That we yeah, but play. that's but that, yeah, that's fun. fun. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. fun. To, Plus, yeah. people down in Peachtree City getting their golf cart again, and just drive home again. <laughs> right, you know? and and this that would be fun to do on March 11th. Right, right. I mean, right. so again, not just New Year's Eve, but but anytime. Well, you and I've said this before on the air. Not to sound like you know, I mean, I've, I've dialed it back a little bit, but you know, my Thursdays are some people's New Year's Eve. <laughs> oh yeah, I, listen, back in the old days of Buckhead, like Thursday was New right. Year's Eve every night. Right on. Thursdays <laughs> got. Yeah, man, no man. Here on All right, guys. Uh, Victor Wimbiyama was asked about his uh, time in Vegas when he played in the summer league, and here's what he had to say. To me, it's probably on Earth. It's the closest thing to a dystopia, so <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of Vegas. So do you guys think he's just too young to get it? Yes. Yes, absolutely. And he also yeah. comes from France. Right. I, I Yeah, I, I – again, and, and – did Becky Hammond coach their Vegas team? Yeah, she's the coach of the Vegas team. Okay, so, I mean, again, and I'm not saying this to be disparaging or whatever like that, but but it's not it's not pop, right? I right. mean, you know, and he's trying to learn the game, you know, and become a, a complete player. It's still not pop. Now, I love Becky Hammond. I'm, I'm a, I think she should – I should think compared to some of the coaches in the NBA right now, mm-hmm. I think she deserves an NBA job. And I know she's the coach of the, what, the Las Vegas Aces, Aces or whatever, yes. you know, like that, but – Again, I think she's a phenomenal coach, but it's not pop. 
Right. You know, and I don't think he gets it, and they probably make him work and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, it probably so much, takes too serious. People were taking, I mean, let me be honest, go back and read some of the quotes and some of the nonsense on social media. When by Emma, not all that. After like two minutes of oh, like playing yeah, a Vegas well. game, a meaningless <laughs> game, and a bunch of guys will be, you know, pumping gas at right. this time of the year. So if not in the G League or playing in Greece. You know, so anyway, yeah, playing yeah, I, Reno or somewhere. Yeah, and, and Vegas, <laughs> the Vegas experience, like, I, I agree with John, he's too young to get the whole vibe, I think. You know? Yeah. And, and and also, young people are risk-averse when it comes to gambling. Mm-hmm. Well, according to some. Once you, I think 25 is the magic number, then that, that oh, really? the gambling starts to pop again. Oh, okay. Because obviously, obviously gambling sites are just making money. How about 52? Money. <laughs> 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 that is if those first 27 years don't make okay. you broke. Right. <laughs> All right, last one, because we got to get out of here, guys. A lot of talk about what's been going on with the uh, NIL transfer portal and just how hectic this year. Seems like this year is probably one of the most hectic years with it. Do you think that the college football expansion will kind of curb some of that? Um, I don't think it will until they uh, until they get some kind of rules system in place. Like like expanding the playoff, there's still going to be guys going everywhere, but you, you're going to have to kind of lasso in something. You know, I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's but a salary no, cap no, or what. There's no mechanism though. Well, That's I know, but I mean, I don't know if it's a salary cap. You know what I mean? I like uh, something, but there has to be some kind of at least rope of okay, everybody operates within this pool. But where's that coming from? Congress? Well, the NCAA? Again, it should come from the conferences. Correct. It should be the conferences that dictate but, the future of college then, athletics. But some would say, why well, come up with some draconian rules that other guys aren't going to abide by? So, I mean, it's, you know, it's it, the weirdness now is. Like they all said, have their own rules yeah, anyway. The, the NC2A, <laughs> they blew this thing. You know, as we said, 20 years ago, they had an opportunity and they could have cut the kids in on the action. You know, the transfer portal. I do think this, though, they've got to tighten up. And I've heard uh, Kirby's talked about this, Kiff, a lot of coaches have talked about it. The idea that, you know, you're going to have a window which is much tighter now for when to transfer in and out. And, and that will give some stability to at least coaches knowing what they've got on their big board about right. how, how many years or how long they're going to have these kids. So that, that's got to come at some point. I, 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 Day Day, I'm one of those people that I would allow kids to sign any time that they want. Not, not just, you know, December, February. Like, you should be able to sign. If you're committed to a school, sign any time. And, and, and listen, if, if you're – Again, if you have to come up with some kind of way to kind of change up scholarships or whatever like that, then that's what you have to do. But I, I'm I'm all for free agency, but until you get people to play in the same pool of water, whether it's by conference or everybody, everything is just going to be kind of wild, wild west. Well, I think if they get to this mega conference that it seems like it's going to, I think that's when everything will come and kind of come into place as far as all the rules and regulations. Yeah, and that's the stuff that Chip Kelly was talking about on his way out of UCLA that I've been, you know, Carl and I have talked about. I know you've talked about it tonight. That's where we're going. You just wish somebody had the nuggets to put it together. And now with the big, now that the Big Ten is now the Big Twenty Five or whatever the hell it is, I mean, we're halfway there. Make Greg Sankey the commissioner of football. Make yeah, him right. the commissioner of football and move on. Yep. All right, guys, that's it. We got to get out of here. That is uh, the Yeah Man No Man. So I'm gonna hit my music. Nice. Great job, man. Day day. Hey, man, we got plenty more Falcons talk. Uh, we're gonna get into it uh, in depth on you know where are we at with you know with the coach. And, you know, John and I, we both feel, I just, as a Falcon fan, this year, I had so much high expectations. We said this the other day. There were so many people. I know, John, you were up at Flowery Branch. We hadn't seen crowds at Falcons headquarters since Mike Vick, like we saw. The expectation about this year with Bijan and everything else. And all of it just went, and it's just... It's the, it's just a strange, strange time for Falcon fans. Half the fan base is lukewarm on the coach coming back. We'll cover all that. But next, we got some college football blitz. Give you some of the scoreboard. And is a uh, giant uh, waffles falling into a giant iron? Is this is this okay? John and I say yes. Yes. Next.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 